0: Welcome back, everyone. This is Eric Elveson with the Digital Education Podcast. And as we enter summer, most people, most of my friends are finishing the school year. Um, but we, as we enter summer, you know i've been I've been asking the question, you know what's at the top of your mind? What's on your heart? What are you thinking about that's unique, unusual, just different or a twist on the usual as you get ready for the fall. And we've done this series, asked this question of school leaders along the way. And, and today, finishing it out, we're closing it out. And I'm with a, a great friend of mine who's the head of school at uh, Intermountain Christian School in Salt Lake City, Utah, Mitch Menning. So Mitch, I'm just gonna throw that to you and I appreciate your time and you putting some thoughts together for this, but what what is it? that you just got done with a planning meeting too with your leadership team so what is it that you're talking about that's unique unusual different or just a twist on the usual
1: yeah well thank you eric and uh i'm, I'm honored to be on this uh, prestigious you know podcast here but uh i i wondered i'm wondering why i listened to all 15 others and uh all these people i would consider people i follow and and are are much smarter than me so I guess uh, you went the opposite of saving the good, good wine for the end of the, uh, you know, of the of the gathering as Jesus did with his miracles. But uh, anyway, I did think of some things because there were some there were some different um, thoughts. And, and, and one thing uh, I'll just say, <clears throat> as we look ahead to next year. And we did something really unique where uh, we were, like everyone, exhausted to a to a. Um, Degree that we haven't been for a long time, and it's a funny thing. That um, that's one of the things I was going to mention. Actually, that uh, I read an article about a month or two ago that said, and I shared this with our faculty, and everybody went, "Oh, got it." I said, "Everybody's wondering, man, we're at home, we're 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 leading, but we're in education, but we're so exhausted. Why are we so tired?" And um, it had to do with um, the fact that we were all experiencing trauma, right? And, um, and, and recognizing that this was all trauma. Um, it, and, and it was helpful, you know, I have two, two young uh, sons who are in elementary, both of whom were um, diagnosed autistic in the last six to eight months. And uh, the trauma that they've gone through in their life, uh, both of them are adopted and um, you know, I said to the faculty and staff, what you're feeling right now is what a lot of kids live with all the time. So it was an interesting thing. Then, then good old Utah. We had an earthquake, the biggest one we had in about 25 years out here. About a week after we went to distance learning, so that was additional like shaking things up, right? And um, I actually had a, a student, uh, one of our sophomores, say to me the other day, Mr. Menning, is the world coming to an end? <laughs> and and I think that that's a those are those are that's kind of how she was feeling at the time. Um, But uh, Tom Dykhouse, who's a leader in uh, uh, New Jersey, I'm totally stealing this from him, but it makes so much sense. He said, we're looking ahead to next year and we're playing out about five scenarios. We'll call them scenario A through scenario E. Um, Scenario E is where we don't want to land and that is um, more distance learning. Scenario A is where we really want to land and we want to be back live. But we also know we want to do that better than we ever have. And so families are reaching out to us and going, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? How am I confident that you're going to do it well? And Tom put it well when he said, in his case, it was many more years. But I said, if you apply it to ICS, to our school, we have a 38-year track record of doing scenario A pretty well, like really well. And we have an 11-week track record of doing scenario E really well. So, if we have to be in b c or d, I'm pretty sure we're gonna be okay also, and just kind of that trying to instill that confidence in people even when uh you might not be certain as to how it's gonna look and one thing I think everyone realizes is you know the add to the trauma of the past number of days with you know the 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 murder of george floyd and and everything we have a um, relatively diverse student body for Utah, especially. <laughs> And and also our leadership team and, and faculty, and, and that's just another added level of trauma that we're trying to work through as we look ahead. So that's been kind of consuming a lot of our thoughts the last number of days. Um, but we did a different thing because we were tired and exhausted. Normally, we'll take the first two weeks of summer and just hit it hard with our leadership team. And then... We kind of disperse for a while, then we come back to gather a week or two before, before kind of orientation week and stuff like that. Well, this year, we were just, we hit a level of exhaustion that we hadn't hit before. And, and it happened to be in the calendar, the school calendar, that the summer was about a week longer. And we just said, we are shutting it down completely. So we, we literally turned everything off after our last and we Last week, we just said, everyone's taking a week off. Uh, we need a Sabbath, and we need to reset, and so that's been really uh, healthy for us. Um, but the big, one of the big things that I'm trying to think through at this point um, is, you know, in Utah, we're a. It's been amazing to see how different states are responding differently, and a lot of it, you know, falls in political lines and things like that. Um, Utah is a pretty conservative state politically, and and we have the gamut of families at our school the state will probably be allowing us to do a lot more than a lot of other states. In fact, we've been at level yellow for a few weeks, what we call yellow, and then we're moving, there's just a recommendation to actually move to level green here very soon, which is essentially the new normal. Um, But I guess I'm thinking at this point, that the state or the government has kind of dictated what we're doing for the most part. Well, at this point, the government releases a lot of things and puts it in our hands. What are we going to do, as a school, if we have families who are coming in at different levels? Some families feel totally fine, and other families are saying, "But I'm still really nervous." I or well, what are we going to do for the starts and stops? Or if a family has a exposure and they need to quarantine for two weeks, um, is and one of the guys that in your podcast was talking about like the swivel technology or um, how can we maybe con- continue here in school while we um, have families that need to be quarantined for two weeks, or maybe families that aren't comfortable, or, or whatever? And then obviously we're looking at other uh, possibilities too. But I think just really how to accommodate those different comfort levels—that um, was kind of the, the first thing that uh, came to came to us. Um, <clears throat> sorry, Eric, I'm just going on here. So, um, but. Uh, uh, The other thing that we just did, we just had a one-hour debrief. We kind of did the culture code guide of um, assessing things, post-event assessment, and and how could we have done things differently. We actually are able here, because of the fact that we went to level yellow um, about a week before our graduation, which was the 22nd of May. Um, That was our last day of school. Uh, we we planned an outdoor uh, graduation on the front steps of school. And Eric, you know our school, we have about uh, three hundred students, k to twelve. and um, so our graduating class this year was twenty six kids from the high school. And we were able to socially distance them spread out um, on the front steps of the school. And we did it. We were planning a parking lot graduation. Uh, we did an eighth grade event. It was great. We did a couple little kindergarten graduations. They were great and then Friday night high school graduation came around and the reason I'm sharing this is because I feel like we could learn a little bit uh, and I could share this with others as to learning from maybe our mistakes or, or, or whatever. Um, <clears throat> first of all, the evening rolled around and uh, 45 minutes before graduation was supposed to start at 6 15, um, we found out that we were under a wind advisory And the winds picked up to 25 to 35 miles an hour, and there were gusts of 55 miles an hour. Everything was blowing all over the place, and started pouring rain. So what do we do? And everybody's in the parking lot. They're waiting in their cars. They got an FM broadcast. We got a YouTube stream happening. All this stuff was going to be just great. And uh, so in Utah, they had said that we can switch to religious gatherings um, in churches as long as they're socially distanced between parties. So we looked in our gym, which is a church uses our gym. And uh, I said, I'd set up right now for social distancing. I think we could pull off immediate family in the gym and still comply under standards. So we moved ahead with our team. We, we quickly shifted and we said, we're moving inside. Um, planned the whole thing, did it all socially distanced. We said, we're going to delay start. So we delayed the start from 7 to 8 o'clock, and at 7.30, we found out that one of our students who was there, one of the graduates, had had a fever that morning. And what do we do with that information? (laughs) And looking back, we went, why didn't that family tell us? We would have, we would have postponed graduation because weather was iffy and all this stuff. It was obvious to a lot of us, we said, man, we're 11 weeks into this thing. If he had a fever, surely he would have you know, we should, they they would have just notified us. We could have have made a decision that could have worked out better. But what we thought wasn't obvious, and it was obvious, wasn't necessarily obvious to that family because they came at it from a different perspective. And so that's the thing that I want to just be really clear on. As we move forward, we need to provide so much clarity. We didn't say, if you have a fever, do not come. Yeah, there were signs all over the building that said that. But we didn't say that directly. And I regret not doing that, but, but we didn't because we thought it was obvious. And, and so now as we move forward, we're going, okay, we need to be really, really clear with families because everyone's bringing in their own perspective um, on whether or not they're taking this seriously or, or whether or not they're taking it really, really seriously. And, and, and we just need to figure out how, that's the biggest thing. is how do we meet the needs of every, or the
0: desires of every family in this situation so Mitch I mean I mean it's it's interesting as you kind of talk through that and you you share so much about that because because it is is what you know being surprised by what we think would be obvious um right you know, and, and 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 that search for clarity, because especially now, right, you're not reliant upon, especially entering the fall, you're not reliant upon, you know what, the, these are the traditions, these are the norms, this is just what happens. Yeah. Sometimes when we, we enter, and it probably some of the things that you went through when you were new to the school, it's like, why do we do this, and why do we do this, and now mm-hmm. it's just the stuff that we do. Are, are there things that you talk about that's like, hey, you know what, you know, with your with your team and your leadership group, where it's like, we need to bring more clarity to this because we think it's obvious, but we're not sure if everyone else does. Right, right.
1: Fortunately, and Eric, you, I'll just share this with. You. I got to know Eric especially for two years. You coached me um, as we were working with case and, and things like that, and um, you know that me. Bringing clarity was something that I feel like I could have done better, especially when we were trying to create a new culture here um, for those years uh, back about three to six years ago. Um, so that was one of those things that, uh, again, we just go, man, yeah, we do need to provide more clarity in that and just be really, really careful. We just had a, a, decision, a discussion with our athletic director because in Utah, they've allowed for summer workouts to start with um, athletics teams. and. And we need to be clearer, you know, on what those expectations are. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I think uh, that's definitely something that we're that we're talking through um, in in all of that. Um, I guess the last thing that I did just as I thought through all of this, um, as I was thinking about as we look ahead to, to next year, and and recognizing like uh, people are going to come in with a lot of needs. Um, are there things you know, as you just asked, like that that we need to do more or 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 differently? Um, one one thing, one big rite of passage that we have, um, we take all of our eighth graders on a trip to um, arches and canyon lands around Moab in southern Utah um, on a trip in the, late in the year, and then our high school students, we do field studies trips, um, and they've been incredible. Well, we had to cancel all those um, And so we're talking about kind of utilizing some of that budgeted, those budgeted funds into doing something really, really well and caring for the students as they come back this year because we know that that was really important and it's provided more and more clarity um, in that and and to see how much we really appreciate and love being around each other. Community has become such a clear. One thing that I'm really grateful for which we're at now and I think Eric this will probably warm your heart because you walk through the early years of my leadership here with me um, we feel really really aligned with our faculty and staff at this point um, around our mission around who we are um, we're, we're so together that when we hit moments like that rough graduation we were able to proceed and 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 make decisions because we were clearly aligned around our mission, and I think that that just gives me more excitement going forward. Um, The last thing I think everybody has probably felt in some ways, but it's been an interesting thing for us, um, has been obviously, we've talked about the hundreds of thousands of dollars and 18 to 24 months it would take for us to shift to online learning or it's a distance learning if we were to plan this all out in the future. We'd have all sorts of PD and people would be upset and frustrated and instead we did it in two days and when we you know we, we it worked out really well for us we started for a week we were able to catch our breath during spring break came back made adjustments and then we and then we went rolling again but yeah in two days we pulled off what we probably would have not taken we would have taken a year or two years about what's been interesting is though the teachers have been exhausted um, it has given them the confidence that we can move forward and change. And I think you knew this, Eric, that we, I read mindset with our, or mind shift, I'm sorry, um, with our faculty uh, this spring to kind of lay the groundwork for an appetite to improve and to think, of, think through things differently. And and a lot of that was looking ahead to our plan to start teaching for transformation um, process starting up this fall. And um, instead of people kind of going in with fear and trepidation into that, what it's done is it's wet people's appetite to the point of going, we can do this. And what else can we do? How can we be better? And, and it's so, it's so interesting. Yesterday, we had a calendaring meeting with about a dozen people and I had a couple of teachers saying, how are you going to decide who the early doctors are for TFP? Cause I want in and, and we might have a lot of people <laughs> who want to do that. Whereas before I think they, they may, maybe wouldn't have had the confidence to do it. So I'm just really excited to build on that here, and I think it's going to make us better. Uh, like we just need to convince our families who who uh, are still moving forward and with nervousness. And and you're going, how are we going to? You know, what how does enrollment look? And, and there's been some unexpected pauses there that we've had to work through. So, um, but I'm excited. I think it's going to make us stronger in the long run. Um, but yeah, we we were exhausted as well. So. I don't know if that's helpful
0: enough. No, I love love it because it is. It's like the hard work, you know, and and you see it, right, the hard work of prepping the ground and seeing the ground of change, you know, and and preparing people for change. And then all of a sudden when disruptive change comes and then you realize that the exhaustion from that change, but then the excitement for new and the excitement. and, And I love your statement of we can do this. Right. And uh, that's something that, you know, in all of this, I mean, I think there's a lot of unknowns and ambigu- ambiguous, you know, like decision making and uncertainty. And, you know, it, it, it. but there is a place where it's like we're super excited in, in our profession for what's coming. We We've been wanting to change. We've been wanting this, but we're tired, but we're ready to go and we can do it. So. Mitch, I mean, incredible stuff. Uh, Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing more of your story, your wisdom, your expertise. I really appreciate you.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Eric. You too.